Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal: you constantly have looming goals. Then there is no relaxation because yeah. there's always something else on the queue. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the Zygarnik effect. This made me think of this thing that I read this morning, which is this article about the invisible workload of motherhood. So the writer says, so there's this invisible workload of motherhood, which is, for example, this endless list of small tasks mm -hmm. that you that never really draw attention, you know, but if they didn't happen, it's huge. So it's like, it's not just making dinner every night. It's knowing what everyone likes, deciding what to make, having a mental inventory of what's already in the fridge and cupboards. All of these like, Things that you realize are part of your psyche. And so I, I was like reading this and I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. And But then thinking about, well, what is the difference between that type of work and how do we acknowledge that and try to maybe deal with the psychological burden of that responsibility? The human motivational system is constantly engaging with some goal that you have. And the effect of engaging with that goal is to make more visible in the environment things that are related to the goal that you're trying to achieve. And, and so there's a, there's, a, there's a concept in the psych literature called opportunistic planning, which is, is this idea that if you have something that you need to do, that you, you will notice things in the environment that are gonna help you to do that. Now, the reason I'm raising all this stuff is because in in many situations in life, people take on roles that have a huge number of tasks that are open and need to be completed. So, so for example, um, whoever takes primary responsibility for parenting a child has an enormous number of tasks that have to get done. And if the child is, you know, fairly young and, and is not going to have is not going to have much agency to do a lot of those things uh, themselves, then, then, you know, making sure that clothes are washed, lunches are made, tables are clean, rooms are picked up, all of these things in what, if, what feels in the moment like a never-ending cycle are constantly asserting themselves into the world. And, um, and often parents are tired enough and, and overdrawn enough that they, that they aren't necessarily deeply systematic about the execution of those tasks. And so what, what happens is they're done opportunistically, right? At some point, stuff is going to have to be picked up off the floor. And I know that because I see stuff on the floor. And so I go do that. And, and one of the reasons that this matters is because if you have lots of these goals that are hanging open and the Zygarnik effect says, I'm going to pay attention to these uncompleted goals then I'm never at rest. Right. And I'm never at rest because there's always evidence in my environment of all the stuff I haven't accomplished yet that reminds me that I've got to hoist myself off the sofa and take care of the next thing. Or frankly, I may never make it to the sofa yeah. because on my way to the sofa, <laughs> I notice these 12 other things that need to get done uh, until it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> one of the things that makes that worse is 
being in a mode where you're responding to things that come into your perceptual field in the moment. Like our saying, can you walk through, you see stuff on the floor, you think, oh, I got to get that. And then you respond to that. And then you notice another one, and then you respond to that. And one of the reasons that feels so unsettling often is that you're always in the mode of responding, right? You're not in the mode of planning and then doing. And one of the things that helps mitigate those levels of unsettledness is having plans that say, well, this is the time when I'm going to do these things. And that's when I do those things. And if stuff's out of place and I see it, well, that I, I'm not dealing with that now because this is the time when I do this. Yeah. Because what, what having to always respond to something does is you feel somewhat helpless, right? You, you feel like I'm not controlling what I'm doing. The environment's controlling what I'm doing. I'm, I'm smacking into this problem. Now I'm smacking into that problem rather than thinking about, okay, I'm going to make a plan. And now just by dint of the fact that you're actually executing the plan that you've designed gives a sense of comfort and agency that now I'm a little bit in control of all of this, even though the number of tasks and the doneness of them hasn't really changed appreciably. Yeah. Now, one of the one of the issues that comes up when we begin to think about this, particularly if we put this into the context of childcare, is that there is a cultural asymmetry in, in beliefs about... Uh, gender roles related to raising children. And so um, in, in many families, women take a disproportionate share of the responsibility for, for raising children. Um, and and this, what this does is if, 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 if women are taking more responsibility for raising children, those tasks become active, open goals for women more than men which changes the level of exhaustion associated with feeling like you're never finished with the stuff that you're doing because, because if, you know, if, if, if women are constantly looking around the world and saying this needs to get done and this needs to get done and this needs to get done and men are not experiencing that, the goal isn't active, so they're not thinking I need to do this, this creates tension because now you have someone, you have, you, have, you know, to, to continue with this gender imbalance, you have women saying to men, well, why aren't you doing this? And and then men are saying, well, you didn't ask. The problem is that the goal wasn't active for you, and so you had to be asked. It's yeah. not that no one's saying you're not willing to do it if asked. Look around. It's, it's that you don't <laughs> scan. That, well, but the, but even the scanning yeah. wouldn't help if the goal isn't active, yeah. right? Because if, if one person is in the opportunistic planning mode and one isn't, then they both see a sock on the floor, but only one of them <laughs> is now motivated to clean up the room. Yeah. And that creates, well, it creates tension, but it also creates fatigue. If you're constantly feeling like there are things that need to be taken care of. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, that's one of the reasons why the, these cultural asymmetries in beliefs about child rearing can influence families who on the surface believe that everything that they're going to do is going to be completely egalitarian. Mm -hmm. Next week, we'll talk about the psychology of charisma with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. David Alvarez is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.